the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Coast Guard says investigators are trying to find a boat that is believed to have snagged the pipeline with its anchor in the past year. The search for that vessel is among many avenues investigators are following from several federal and state agencies as they look for the source of the pipe rupture. They're also investigating how pipeline operators reacted to the incident and whether criminal charges are warranted. Correspondent Jeremy House. A gang blamed for kidnapping five priests and two nuns earlier this year in Haiti is now accused of kidnapping 17 U.S. missionaries from a ba- organization based in this country, including a two-year-old. This is SRN News. Mark Levin tries some new slogans for the Democrats. The Democrat Party, the home of slavery. That's its history. The Democrat Party, the home of segregation. The Democrat Party, always the home of racism. The Democrat Party, the home of anti-Semitism. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. I can name one leading slave supporter after another in the history of the Democrat Party. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's a little after 1 p.m. You're listening to WWTC AM 1280, The Patriot. Could a private Christian education be the right fit for your family? If you're exploring your options, reach out to us at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. We've helped well over 100 Twin Cities families access private education, and we'd be happy to help you too for AM 1280 The Patriot. Weather for today, it's going to be perfect, sunny with a high of 68, tonight clear and a low of 46. Coming up next, it's going to be the Narn with the closer, Brad Carlson. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And feel free to follow us along on Facebook as well. Just go to facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a follow and a like if you so desire. Uh, not sure what's going on with the live stream today. I tried to get the live stream set up, and for whatever reason, when I went to our Facebook page, I wasn't able to configure the camera and whatever else to the proper uh, settings. 
Don't know what's going on with that, uh, so we apologize for that, folks. Uh, no live stream today. I know you're just devastated, but uh, <laughs> but if you do leave a uh, comment right on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, I will see it. So I just can't interact via video or wave to the camera like I always do. So sorry about that, folks, but we will soldier on. A uh, couple of big national stories that have uh, broken this past week that I want to get into. First is from uh, the Daily Wire. Daily Wire, of course, is uh, kind of uh, red meat for conservatives. You know, they write very uh, conservative, heavily conservative uh, opinions at that page, of course, uh, founded by Ben Shapiro, uh, a rib rock conservative. And that's typically their M.O. as they write conservative opinion pieces. Well, there was some solid journalism uh, done too. Not to say that their opinion pieces aren't rooted in journalism. Okay, they uh, they do a terrific job uh, citing their sources and backing up their uh, opinions, and they're very well fo- formed opinions. But it's that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's an opinion. It's an editorial. But journalism, where you're re- where you're just reporting facts of a story, okay, not rooted in opinion, just just the facts. Uh, Luke Rojak, who I believe used to be with a Daily Caller, now apparently is writing at Daily Wire, was not aware of this development, but uh, he wrote a very disturbing story about how Loudoun County's schools, which is a school district in Virginia, uh, tried to conceal a sexual assault against a young girl in the bathroom in the bathroom there at her high school, according to this girl's father. I'll read an excerpt of the story. On June 22nd, Scott Smith was arrested at a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting, a meeting that was ultimately deemed an unlawful assembly after many attendees vocally opposed a policy on transgender students. What people did not know is that weeks prior, on May 28, Smith says, a boy allegedly wearing a skirt entered a girl's bathroom at nearby Stonebridge High School where he sexually assaulted Smith's ninth-grade daughter. Juvenile records are sealed, but Smith's attorney, Elizabeth Lancaster, told the Daily Wire that a boy was charged with two counts, uh, and I'm going to apologize for this uh, language here, but it's uh, pretty graphic, two counts of forcible sodomy, one count of anal sodomy and one count of forcible fellatio related to an incident that day at the school. Uh, if someone would have sat and listened for 30 seconds to what Scott had to say, they would have been mortified and heartbroken, Scott's attorney, Elizabeth Lancaster, said. As a result, the viral video showing his arrest, Smith became the poster child for what the National School Board's Association has since suggested could be a form of quote-unquote domestic terrorism. A white, blue-collar male who showed up to harangue obscure public servants on his local school board. Well, if you remember, if you listen to last week's show, you'll recall that I talked about U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland sending a memo to all the different law enforcement jurisdictions indicating that they would be investigating some of the reported incidents going on in these school boards and prosecute the perpetrators to the full extent of the law, those who were showing up and uh, issuing threats to the school board members. Now, again, I don't condone whatsoever threats of bodily harm to anybody. 
Okay, there's no special dispensation for elected officials. Anybody, anybody who receives physical threats, that's not acceptable. Okay, so let's let's clear that up right now. But the problem is, and this is kind of where the left was going. Remember when their whole when they were on that whole thing starting a couple of years ago and whatnot about trigger words and speech is violence. That that was no accident. They were playing a, a chess game here because then, if someone goes into a school board a parent and gets very passionate and very angry about some of the things that their kids are being taught or, oh, I don't know, uh, they had a child that was raped and the school uh, tried to cover it up. Yeah, we'll get more into this in a little bit. Uh, who gets to decide what's what's terrorism? Who gets to decide what are the trigger words that indicate speech is violence and we're going to prosecute people for violence? And by the way, uh, the Department of Justice, United States Department of Justice, cited this particular case among a handful as to why they're looking closely at possible instances of what they're calling domestic terrorism. Okay, this was a father that was angry that this school was trying to keep in-house his daughter being sexually assaulted in a bathroom. Okay, and again... Regardless of what you think of transgender policies, I mean, schools, a good number of school districts are implementing policies where they say, look, we need to be sensitive to these young kids. If a, if a young boy is identifying as a female, then he then uh, that uh, trans, I guess that would be a trans girl, should be able to use the girl's bathroom. OK, they should be able to use the bathroom of the gender that they identify with, not the gender they were necessarily born with. Regardless of what you think of that policy, under no circumstance—I mean, I—it's I, a—it's a travesty. I have to state the obvious here: we should follow up on all instances of sexual assault, regardless if it was a trans girl sexually assaulting a girl or a male, a natural male assaulting a girl. I—I I mean, Captain Obvious, I get that. But this is what this is what had happened. This uh, father, I mean, I'm sorry, Scott Smith, went to school and said, um, "My daughter was sexually assaulted." Okay, what are you going to do about this? And again, I'll read more from Luke Rogiak's report on May 28. Stonebridge High School called Smith to come to school where they told him his 15-year-old daughter had just been physically assaulted in a bathroom by a male, Smith says. When he arrived, he determined that what had happened was not a case of his daughter being beaten up. It was far more serious. The school said it was handling the incident in-house, he says. Smith was dumbfounded. Deputies from the sheriff's office ultimately responded to the school. Not to investigate the alleged rape of a child, Smith said but because school administrators called them on Smith for making a scene about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a parent. I, my wife and I don't have children. And this reading this makes my blood boil. How do you think that child's parent is going to feel to know that his daughter was sexually assaulted, which I think I would believe in the Commonwealth of Virginia it rises to the level of a felony as it does in every other state, right? How do you 
conclude, well, we're not going to call police about this. We're just going to handle this uh, in-house. Okay? Uh, Ridiculous. And the father rightfully got angry. And if he turned over a couple of chairs and he messed up a couple of desks, you know what? I'd be willing to take the misdemeanor vandalism charge if that happened to my daughter. Uh, Just absolutely shocking. Uh, The school, uh, again, said it was handling the incident in-house. Smith was dumbfounded. Deputies from the sheriff's office ultimately responded to the school, again, not to investigate the alleged rape of a child, but school administrators called them on Smith for making a scene about it. Smith acknowledges he did make a scene and says any father would have done the same in that situation. I went nuts. I called the principal a... A derogatory word for kitty. Uh, Six cop cars showed up like a bleeping SWAT team to respond to the school's complaint about an assertive parent. Thank God that I drew enough attention to it. Without getting arrested, that we got an escort to the hospital and they administered a rape kit that night, Smith said. A SANE exam and buccal swab, his lawyer said later, came back favorable to the prosecution's case. All juvenile court records are sealed. The sheriff's office declined to release records relating to Smith to the Daily Wire, but in response to a public records request, confirmed that a report with offense for forcible sodomy and sexual battery matching that date and location exists. At 4.48 p.m. on the day of the incident, the principal sent out an email to the community that claimed nothing jeopardizing student safety had occurred, painting Smith as a villain and offering counseling services for witnesses of Smith's blow-up. Unbelievable. This this is absolutely unbelievable. Look, this is what is at the crux of this. Is you had, when when this Loudoun County Public School District was was proposing some sort of uh, transgender policy to allow uh, whatever gender you identify with to use that particular restroom. So if you have a boy that's identifying as a girl... That person should be allowed to use the girls' bathroom. That was their policy. And again, I'm not endorsing that policy or railing against it, but there were a lot of parents that were upset about this, and they raised issues. Not the least of which was, what if you get some, you know, because I'm sorry, I'm going to die on this hill. There are differences between men and females and females physically. Okay, typically, not it's not in all cases, but the vast majority of cases, Males, particularly youths, or youths, as my cousin Vinny would say, uh, are much bigger than the females their same age, especially in high school. So all of a sudden, you get a big, uh, big male that starts identifying as female and wants to use the girls' bathroom. Okay, parents were expressing concerns. Number one, privacy issue, and secondly. That, that just seems ripe for sexual assault. And the claims by the school board members were pretty much dismissed. Uh, in fact, Superintendent Scott Ziegler replied, to my knowledge, we don't have any record of assaults occurring in our restrooms. Uh, both uh, board chair Brenda Sheridan asked, you know, have we had any issues involving transgender students in our bathrooms or locker rooms. Ziegler answered, Time Magazine in 2016 called that a red herring, that the data simply was not, 
uh, was not simply not playing out that transgender students were more likely to assault cisgender students in restrooms than were other students. In fact, regardless of the gender identity of the student, if a crime or violation of the rules were committed, that would be investigated and dealt with uh, to the full extent of the rules or the law. Well, that clearly was not the case here. Okay? And you can see where this is going. Because the Loudoun County Public Schools were so insistent in implementing this transgender policy that they probably looked at this incident as like, oh, my God, parents at these school board meetings were raising these very objections, and now it actually happened? This could inhibit our policy. Well, we better take care of this in-house. Were they thinking that necessarily? Uh, It had to have crossed their mind, right? So it gets it gets even worse than, than that. Turns out there were other cover-ups that were uh, taking place, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Michael in West St. Paul is on line one. Michael, if there's any way you can hold during the break, we need to take a break right now. Uh, I promise I will get to your call first thing when we come back in the next segment. And if anybody else would like to weigh in, 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Attention Americans eligible for Medicare. With so many changes, make sure your plan is the right fit with a free service from Smart Match Insurance. Smart Match compares thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, you'll know if a new plan can get you extra coverage and save you money. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you get a better plan, including plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost, even benefits for hearing aids and diabetic supplies. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Smart Match service is free and there is no obligation. So call Smart Match and start saving today. Call 855-254-4504. That's 855-254-4504. 855-254-4504. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com how do you define strength is it physical or is it mental 
Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks all for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, as promised, when I get to Michael's call, Michael from West St. Paul is on line one. Michael, I appreciate your patience. You are on the broadcast, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. Great. Yeah, I've I've listened to these types of stories over the last, oh, I guess, few years. And I want people to listen very carefully. We, meaning me, you, and those listening, we are responsible for this. Because whether you know it or not, we've condoned this. And maybe trying to be a good person and be tolerant, that is how some of these policies have been implemented. Now, my belief personally is that there are men and there are women. And folks out there might have heard recently how Dave Chappelle is being attacked. Mm -hmm. And anybody that has a lick of common sense between their eardrums knows that to be a fact. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't be compassionate and empathetic to these people, but maybe there's a different way for them to go. I don't think anybody should be condemned or ostracized, but I don't believe a a person that's born a man should be sharing a female's restroom and vice versa. We've gotten in a lot of trouble indulging what I consider nonsense. Maybe they need their own restroom. But on my other point is, With this virus, parents have began to pay more attention to what's going on at school. And this instance, although publicized, is not as rare as you might think. These things have been going on, and these people at these schools, frankly, they're not fit to be in that position. We need someone to be caretakers of our values. And remember, people. You are paying for this every day you go to work with your tax dollars. You're going out. You, they have to answer to you. You are paying the way. You are the client. You are the customer. You should demand a decent service and value for your tax dollars. And the fact that you would go to a school board meeting and they're upset that you're expressing your views That tells me something is very wrong. They're shutting these people down, and this is very dangerous, and I think it's very important. And I myself intend to go to the first school board meeting in my community, and I I just want to listen and see what goes on there 
And I would recommend others to do the same because this will continue and there'll be more of the same unless we take back the power to run our schools and our children. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Michael. Appreciate that. Kind of uh, uh, bouncing off of that, the National School Boards uh, uh, Association, there or the nationals, uh, there have been several local jurisdictions, state jurisdictions, leaving the National School Boards Association because it was that organization, I believe, that uh, went to the U.S. Department of Justice saying, hey, uh, throw a dog a bone here. We're getting all these angry parents coming at us making threats. Well, no, uh, there's threats, and then there's parents who are angry that things are being taught to their kids that they weren't being made aware of, and curriculum that is being presented in the schools that isn't being transparently revealed, or there isn't honest discussion about it. So statistically, I don't know um, how many transgender assaults uh, have occurred, you know, c- circumstances similar as this where a girl identify or, or, or excuse me, a boy identifies as a girl, thus uses the girl's restroom and commits kind of a violent assault. I don't statistically I don't know how often that happens. And, you know, heck, I'll even grant that it's it's rare. But this idea that this Loudoun County Public School District wanted to keep it in house and basically cover it up so as to not get slapback from parents who would say, see, this is what our biggest concerns were. All right. And and that and to bounce off Michael's point too, that's not to say these parents don't have compassion for these young people who are going through this gender issue who identify as a gender different from what they were born. I mean, teenagers go through a lot, especially today. And to compound that by being mixed up about their sexual identity, yeah, that's that's another difficulty. But at the same time, and Ben Shapiro has been beating this particular drum for a long, long time, we shouldn't be indulging this either. Okay, because until you are an adult, you shouldn't be allowed to be making critical decisions like, well, you know, we want to want our kids to be independent and uh, allow allow them to make their own decisions. Well, they're kids. Okay, they're not in the in a There are some decisions that shouldn't just be left in their hands. And again, that might not be politically correct, but uh, we certainly haven't seen the issue get rectified by just allowing them to 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 make these decisions based on just how they feel. Another Ben Shapiro mantra, of course: facts don't care about your feelings. But the probably the most despicable about aspect of the story is Luke Rojak followed up a day or two later uh, talking about Loudoun County Public Schools did not record multiple known incidents of alleged sexual assault in schools dating back several years despite a law that requires statistics about school safety incidents to be reported to the public and which includes provisions holding school, school superintendents personally liable for violations a Daily Wire record review of public records found. After the Daily Wire raised the discrepancy with the Virginia Department of Education, a spokesperson, uh, spokesman, Charles Pye, said that the Virginia Department of Education is reviewing the discipline, crime, and violence data submissions of Loudoun County Public Schools and is in communication with LCPS to determine whether the division's reporting is accurate and whether the division is in compliance with state and federal law. 
The same law could have implications for a Loudon superintendent or principal in the wake of a May 28th alleged sexual assault in the bathroom, an incident first reported by the Daily Wire Monday. On June 22nd, Superintendent Scott Ziegler told the public, quote, to my knowledge, we don't have any record of assaults occurring in our restrooms. Virginia law requires that reports shall be made to the division superintendent and to the principal or his designee on all incidents involving sexual assault. The Daily Wire asked LCPS questions last week. Has Stonebridge ever reported the May sexual assault in any statistics or made anyone aware of it? LCPS hid behind state law with Director of Communications Joan Salgren replying that, quote, any information related to, the stu- to student information is confidential under state and federal laws regarding student privacy, closed quote. So this is just a dumpster fire all around. And, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Loudoun County Public Schools, again, in the state of uh, the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, guess what's taking place two weeks from Tuesday? The gubernatorial election, where the Democrat candidate, Terry McAuliffe, <coughs> I'm sorry, McAuliffe, said in a debate with his Republican opponent, Glenn Youngkin, that parents shouldn't have any say in what their kids are being taught in schools. And then all of this comes out of how inept some of these superintendents and principals at these specific high schools are coming across. Folks, we could uh, we could see a, a possibly big shockwave go through the Virginia elections on Tuesday. Terry McAuliffe, uh, <coughs> excuse me, McAuliffe, don't know how that keeps happening, uh, <laughs> I guess is a, a slight favorite to win. But polls are showing his Republican opponent, Glenn Youngkin, very much uh, within the margin of error, and some polls even showing a slight lead. And don't think that what's going on in the battle over public education isn't a big catalyst for that. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on over the next uh, couple of weeks. So 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with a, another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. 
Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 17 requested permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. That's all flash. You see flash? Anybody out there? We have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 17, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night. Fallen Angel. Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need Welcome back. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. As I'm closing out, this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. One of the best shows I've ever heard. When it talks, when it gives comprehensive opinions and insights on economics. And he's ours, King Banyan. Saturdays on this very network, AM 1280 The Patriot, you can catch the headliner, Mitch Berg. He's on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m., immediately followed by the new guy, Jack Tomzak, 3 to 5 p.m. And Sundays, right here on AM 1280 The Patriot, is me, yours truly, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out weekends, again, Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, just a quick programming note. I will actually be on both shows next weekend, or both one to three time slots. Mitch is out on assignment next Saturday, the 23rd. So I will be filling in for Mitch on Saturday, the 23rd, and be back for my regular show on the following day, the 24th. So just a quick programming note. Hope you can tune in. Want to switch gears here a little bit. You know, I, I, I enjoy talking about subjects. You know, I'm a big sports junkie. And whenever sports and politics and social issues and whatnot intersect, that definitely piques a lot of interest. And, well, thankfully, I have a microphone to talk about it. You've probably heard this past week of Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden resigning uh, after a report of anti-gay, misogynistic, and racist language used in emails. This is from Paul Gutierrez from ESPN.com. Uh, John Gruden resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders Monday night following reports 
that emails he wrote over a 10-year period included, included racist, misogynistic, and anti-gay language. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction, Gruden said in a statement Monday night. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. Raiders owner Mark Davis released a short statement saying he has accepted Gruden's resignation. Assistant coach Rich Bisaccia will serve as interim head coach effective immediately, the team announced. Uh, Bisaccia will meet with the media availability, or he did meet with the media availability, on Wednesday. Uh, The resignation came shortly after New York Times reported that Gruden used misogynistic and anti-gay language in numerous emails during a seven-year period. That report came days after 10-year-old emails from Gruden surfaced that included a racist comment about the NFL Players Association executive director DeMora Smith, as well as a vulgar criticism of NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Now, when I first heard of a racist email that leaked, about the head of the NFLPA, I immediately thought, uh-oh, he must have used the N-word. Well, he didn't, um, but he basically said something about uh, DeMora Smith's lips, says he's got huge lips like Michelin tires. And when that email first came out, Gruden tried to explain away. He says, no, 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 no. I, uh, what, I, what I mean by that is, well, he's, he's, he's got a big mouth, he's a motor mouth, tires, you know, as part of a car, motor, car, motor mouth, that's what I meant by it. Yeah, that, you know, that didn't quite um, pass the smell test, to be perfectly honest with you. And then further emails were leaked where he uh, uh, talked about how he, he, well, he said some very derogatory things about uh, Roger Goodell, called him the <clears throat> derogatory word for kitty. Uh, he also used uh, the gay slur, the F word. And we're not talking about the English cigarette, okay? I can't say those words on here. And he also resented how Roger Goodell uh, basically twisted the arm of then Rams coach Jeff Fisher to draft Michael Sam in 2014. If you remember, Michael Sam out of the University of Missouri was an openly gay player. And the NFL, wanting to be more inclusive, more diverse, was encouraging a team to draft Michael Sam. And the Rams eventually did. Uh, he didn't make the team out of training camp, and uh, I don't think he ever caught on in the regular season. In fact, no, he did not. And Gruden said he resented Roger Goodell trying to force Jeff Fisher to hire, he used the word queer in that context. And then he also uh, called out uh, female officials, didn't uh, think that there should be any Female officials use misogynistic language in in talking about that. So it was basically your laundry list of offending everybody. And a lot of people, there were a good number of people who defended John Gruden for, you know, they, for whatever reasons, like, hey, this was a private conversation he was having with somebody he knew, right? This wasn't like he said this out loud or said this directly to these individuals, and we all say things in private that are a lot worse than this, yet he pays the price for it. And people are just chalking this up to cancel culture. It's like we can't have the wrong thoughts anymore. You know, poli- speech has to be policed and that sort of thing. And 
you know, what, whatever happened to freedom of speech, all that sort of thing. Well, let me unpack a lot of that. First, uh, this is my personal opinion. I don't believe it's as simple as writing it off to cancel culture. When I, when I think of cancel culture, I think of, well, specifically some, in, some ex- specific examples. Josh Hader, all-star relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. When he was a teenager, you know, just 10 years ago, he had a Twitter account. And he said some very shocking things on that Twitter account. I don't remember if it was racial or anti-gay, don't recall. It was something in that context. He was like a 17, 16, 17-year-old kid. Well, those tweets were unearthed while, literally while he was in the, at the All-Star game a couple years ago. And he was forced to go through sensitivity training. And they tried to, and of course, uh, some suggested that you know the Brewers even release him or suspend him without pay, whatever. To me, that's a more, that's a more blatant example of cancel culture because the things he said as a teenager— certainly was not reflective of the character he was as an as an adult. You could say, you know, that's dumb things a kid would say, dumb things a kid would say when they don't know any better. Okay, the adult that they become then shouldn't have to pay the price for that. John Gruden in 2011 was 48 years old. When you're a 48-year-old man saying things like that, that's pretty much who you are. And do you honestly think that his mindset, his thought process has changed just in the past few years, even over 10 years? So I don't think this is as simple as as cancel culture. And, And the freedom of speech aspect, well, freedom of speech doesn't mean you can say anything without consequences. It just means that the government can't throw you in jail for saying these things. And for that, we should be grateful. But you're not owed a job. You're not owed gainful employment. And lest we forget, John Gruden resigned. Why did he resign? Because he probably conceded that in his position as a field general, i.e. head coach of an NFL team, his position was untenable. You think any of these players were going to listen to him? You think any of the African-American players that are on the Raiders roster had any more respect for him after what they heard, what he said about a black man? And by the way, there's one openly gay, active NFL player, and he plays for the Las Vegas Raiders, the very team that John Gruden is coaching. So do you think Carl Nassib, this openly gay player, does he have any more respect for John Gruden? Could he possibly follow him as a leader? If you're a leader of men and you don't have their respect, it's going to be difficult to win football games. And if you're a coach and you don't have the respect to your team and thus it'll be difficult to win football games, guess what? Your situation, again, is untenable because that's the only reason you got that job is because under the pretense that you can actually help this team win football games. So you could argue almost that this is a a sheer business decision. If John Gruden really loves the Raiders like he says he does, he realizes, you know what? I can't be coach of this team anymore because how are they going to listen to me after the things that I've said? 
I don't know that he thought that, but if he did, he was probably on the right track. How can you keep a guy around that's going to inhibit this team from winning football games? And how about some of their better players, their star players? The millisecond they get an opportunity to get out of there and leave via free agency, they're going to do it. And again, that's going to hurt the team, and it's going to hurt their ability to win. And that's the only reason you have a uh, the head coach you do, because you believe that if your team isn't winning now, he's eventually going to be able to help them win. Well, John Gruden was hired for his reputation. You know, he had a, he had a good run, uh, initial run with the Oakland Raiders back in 19, uh, from 90, 1998 through 2001, and then in 2002 went to the Tampa Bay Bucks, helped them win a Super Bowl, that same, that very, his very first season with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So he's got this longstanding reputation as a very good coach. And so he was hired for his reputation. Well, now that's gone. And if you've ever seen John Gruden operate on the sidelines or heard him in press conference, he's a very intense guy, not afraid to use some foul language. Okay, you know that's what you're getting with a guy like that. But there has to be a line. It's one thing to criticize a player telling them their football stinks. Okay, players have to be able to handle that. If you can't handle a coach telling you, hey, you look like absolute dog crap playing today. You know, you absolutely suck today. You got to get better. Otherwise, NFL stands for not for long if you keep playing like that. That's one thing. But if you're attacking them personally for who they are, whether it's a minority or being gay, or how about field officials? You don't like these field officials. You know, it's one thing to question an official the way they call games, but if you're giving the vibe that you don't believe females should be field officials, well, then how are they going to take your criticism? Okay, and again, these these field officials, you have to have tough skin, whether you're man or woman, taking that verbal abuse from coaches who don't like the way you call games. But if the line is crossed and all of a sudden it becomes personal, which these female officials could certainly operate, operate under the pretense that any criticism coming from John Gruden would probably be personal because he doesn't think females should be officiating. So uh, I, I don't agree with people saying that John Gruden should have stuck it out, should have hung in there and hit back at, at cancel culture because I'm a big believer that's how you handle bullies, including cancel culture, is punch, punch back. But this isn't cancel culture. I'm sorry, it's not. You can agree with me or disagree with me. Feel free to let me know, 651-289-4488, or uh, send a message via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. I'd like to know your uh, perspective on this. But I don't believe this is this is cancel culture. This was a situation once these players heard what John Gruden was saying, and again, it was in the not-so-recent past. It's not a stretch for them to think, oh, you know, this probably is a lot of what he thinks of us today. And as a result, you can't be a leader of men if you have those thought processes. So I have a couple of uh, final comments to wrap up the hour on this. Uh, If Vincent is still on line one, I'll take his call when we come back from the break. So Vincent, if you're still on, uh, I promise I'll take your call first thing when we come back the next segment. Again, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show with any other comments or questions. Brad Carlson, The Closer, one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Well, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. 
Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. Welcome back. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour. We do have a couple of callers on the line. It's a shorter segment, so we want to get to them right away. Uh, Johnny in Farmington. Johnny, go ahead. We've got about a minute or two. Uh, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, I think people should consider context a little bit. What I mean by that is let's take every exchange you've had in an email, a blog post, conversation at the bar. Let's say you do online gaming and you have exchanges with people there. Let's get that all out for the world to see. And guess what, folks? I don't think any one of you listening has a job at that point. Yeah, appreciate the call. Uh, this was, I think, Gruden's mistake is he was sending it from his private email because, you know, but he sent it to a public email address to his, i.e., his friend Bruce Allen with the Washington football team. And this was a part of a bigger investigation where all these emails were subpoenaed because of the uh, workplace 
culture within the Washington football team. And uh, that's, to, to bounce off Johnny's point, who leaked these emails? Because obviously they had to have some, they had to have something out for John Gruden, because this was part of a greater investigation of alleged sexual harassment and misogyny within the Washington Football Team's front office, all the way up to the top with its owner, Dan Snyder. So who leaked these emails? That's what I want to know. I mean, yeah, you are having a private conversation, but the fact that they were leaked, obviously they had something in for John Gruden. Who was it, and and what did they have against him? Um, but I think John Gruden's mistake is he was sending it to a public email. So if you're sending something to a public email that is the property of someone else, i.e. an NFL football team, uh, that's a risk you're taking. And while I agree with Johnny, a lot of the things people say in in private conversations, uh, it also depends upon the job you have. In the case of John Gruden, he was insult he, he said insulting remarks to African Americans. Uh, gay people and women, and his very job requires him to have to interact with these people and treat them all equally. And it's very apparent he doesn't see them all equally. Uh, is is Vincent still on? Okay, uh, Vincent, uh, thanks for calling back, sir. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, aloha. I'll be short here. Um, first, you know, if you've got a bunch of people going to rob a bank, you know. You may have somebody sitting in the car, the driver of the car for the bank, person robbing the bank. The guy is driving, a person driving a car is an accomplice to the bank robbery, robber. Right. Now, that would be the same thing like uh, in Virginia with the school. I don't know why that child is in prison as a rapist. We don't know that. There was two rapes. Now, the school people, people in the school... They put it, you know, they they hit it. That's like being an accomplice. How come they're not sitting in prison? Yeah, thanks for the call, Vincent. That's uh, that's another possibility. I know that the specific incident I talked about that they tried to cover up, but because the father raised such a stink and actually spent time in jail uh, when he went to a school board meeting for raising holy hell, uh, that uh, the perpetrator in that particular case uh, apparently was identified um, but because that person is a juvenile, the records aren't made public. The records are sealed. So we don't know uh, if that person's been through trials uh, or what have you um, or has been arrested or where that person is right now because of uh, because of his age. So I uh, appreciate the call. Uh, Tracy in Minneapolis. Tracy, we have about a minute or so. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, hi. See, um, I agree with you uh, that he did leave. But I also think, and I don't know the whole story, I just heard bits and pieces, but it sounded to me like he was targeted. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, men, white male men are under attack in our society. And they were digging and they found something. And I guess that's where I say when you, when, in your reference to cancel culture, uh, that would apply. <laughs> but I, he also... He's a 48-year-old man with what he said and he did. I, it's good that he resigned. Yeah, thanks, Tracy. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, and that's kind of the, something I was talking about uh, just prior to your call, and I agree with you. Someone had it out for him. Who was it? And once if we learn who it was, then that might provide better context. Was it someone 
who felt, you know, look, John Gruden got this job with the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, you know, basically denying a, a black man an opportunity to get this job. Because if you recall, uh, maybe may, you may or may not recall, if you're a football fan, you might remember this. Uh, when John Gruden was brought on in 2018, this says, whoa, 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 whoa. There were rumors that he was going to be hired as the Raiders coach. Well, NFL policy, i.e. the Rooney rule, says you have to interview at least one minority candidate before you interview a white guy. And some people are saying, well, did the Raiders possibly skirt the Rooney rule there? Uh, it seems to me they kind of went around it, and therefore any minority they might have interviewed was just a quote-unquote token because really who they wanted was John Gruden. And so would, was that possibly the catalyst for releasing these emails saying, you know what, uh, you probably should have given a closer look at a minority candidate because look at these things this uh, your, your head coach is saying. I don't know the answer to that. And and I don't know if the league is doing an investigation as who as to who re- leaked these emails to the New York Times, but that has to be concerning as well, no doubt about it. And don't think that the league isn't a little paranoid either, because you've got owners who uh, I wouldn't be shocked uh, that would speak very off the cuff and speak very frankly in what they perceive are private conversations. So a lot more to keep an eye on that is for certain. Uh, thanks for all the calls, folks. We appreciate it. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Back in a few. Closing time. Turn One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal or Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway that right there approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many americans find such wonderful pain relief if you have back pain shoulder neck hip knee or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com 
Entries due October 29th. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Hey, America, you could win $7,000 a week for life. You heard me right. I said you could now win $7,000 a week paid to you every single week for the rest of your life. Only with Publishers Clearinghouse. But you have to go to PCH.com before it's too late. There's just days left to enter to win. It's quick and easy. Just go to PCH.com right now. You can't win if you don't enter. It's $7,000 a week for life. Go to PCH.com right now. That's PCH.com. Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk tell it like it is at the Patriots' 20th anniversary gala. The founders believed that God and freedom were synonymous. That's why the Liberty Bell has one verse on it, and you shall proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all its inhabitants. Leviticus 25. Stream the entire event at SalemNow.com. And when you do, you'll receive one free movie rental on Salem Now. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala, supported by Pro-Life Across America. Celebrating two decades on air. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.